The Twins have a strong weekend, then win the opener over the Oakland A's at the Coliseum. Let's break it all down on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today's Monday, May 16th. I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Again, I'm Nash Walker. I've been writing at Twins Daily for over two years, been hosting this podcast for over two years. This is season four at Twins Daily. This is season three on the podcast. If you're wondering, like, where have I been? Why haven't you heard from me? I graduated from college this weekend, and now if you're wondering, watching on YouTube, like where are you? What's what's going on there? It doesn't look like a, a background that is usually behind you. I am at a hotel in New Mexico because I'm heading to Palm Springs. I have a play-by-play position this summer with the Palm Springs Power in California. So I'm on the road, left straight from school, going straight to California. This is what they say you should do when you're 22, just like – let it rip. But we're back today, and I'm not going to stop. So if you're wondering, you know, are these going to stop now that I have this play-by-play job? No, I will continue on with the podcast. You will get these from me throughout the twin season, a twin season that so far we're cautiously optimistic about. The Twins are 21-15 and 15 after a tough sweep at the hands of Houston at Target Field. They come back. They win two out of three over Cleveland. We're going to talk about Byron Buxton's playing time today. Yes, it's been a hot topic. We're going to talk about Royce Lewis. We're going to talk about the Twins' bullpen. We're going to talk about Jose Miranda. We're going to talk about the Twins' defense. A lot to cover on today's episode. And I do want to start with the biggest debacle of the weekend, the reaction to Byron Buxton sitting Saturday's game and not pinch hitting in the uh, 10th inning with Emmanuel Classe on the mound for Cleveland, two outs, runner on second. Nick Gordon struck out and the game finished. Let me start with this. Barton Buxton played 61 games last year. I think people think of a position player way differently than a pitcher. So if you have a pitcher who threw the equivalent of 61 games for a position player, which is what would we even say? 50 or a starter who threw 50 or 60 innings because of injury. You know, maybe even 40, 50 innings because of injury. Are you going to run up and freak out because that starter, they skip a start for that starter in the next season? Like Byron Buxton needs to work his way up to 130, 140 games. It would be amazing for him to play that many games this year. He played 61 last year, and it's not like he's been anywhere near healthy so far this season. Like he's already dealt with a hand problem, a knee problem, a hip problem. It's ramping up. It's just like a pitcher. And I know we think of it differently because it's an arm or a shoulder, an elbow. I think of it, you should think of it the same. Like he hasn't played over 100 games since 2017. 2017. And he really hasn't come close since 2017. Like major shoulder surgery in 2019. 2020 is a shortened season. He played 40-something games and missed, you know, game one of the playoffs, pinch ran with a concussion in game two of the playoff series against Houston. 2021, played 61 games. And this year has already been banged up. I think he missed 18 of their first 30. Started in 18 of their first 30 games this year. 
Like, I don't understand why it's so crazy that he's getting days off. You should not be surprised. You should not be upset that Byron Buxton is getting days off because he's ramping up. And yes, it does matter that he gets warm quickly on the bench and just goes out there for a pinch hitting appearance. I get it. I want to see Buxton in that spot too. I sit here and have a spreadsheet for every single series. I know these games matter. I'm not saying these games don't matter. And Rockaball Deli in the front office know these games matter too. It's about protecting your best player. And like the kid gloves comment, if Buxton had played even 100 games last year, I would say, yeah. I would say, yeah, they're, they're being too cautious. He played 61 games A and has already been really banged up so far this year. Like, we're lucky he's not on the injured list right now. And there's argument that he should be on the injured list with the knee. The knee that keeps flaring up. He's going to get days off. And hopefully he plays the rest of this series and gets the off day on Thursday. Saturday was a setup off day with Shane Bieber on the mound. Totally fine with him getting that off day. The other part of this is like people are expecting Byron Buxton. I know how amazing he is. He is amazing. And if, if anybody's going to do it in the 10th, it's Byron Buxton. Emmanuel Classe is throwing 100 mile an hour cutters. You have two outs. You're down by a run with a runner on second extremely difficult for any right-handed hitter, any hitter to get off the bench cold to face Emmanuel Classe. Byron Buxton is not an exception to that. I know he's incredible. I sit here and talk about how incredible he is all the time. He's not an exception to how difficult of a matchup that is for anybody. That's very difficult. Should they have given him a chance? It wasn't going to happen. It just wasn't going to happen. It's not worth getting upset over. It's, it's. We have to accept it. I've accepted that this is going to happen. It's frustrating. Like I see the starting lineups and he's not in it. The team is much worse without Byron Buxton. We know this. This is nothing new. The team has a much better chance to win when Byron Buxton is in the batter's box, when Byron Buxton is in center field, when Byron Buxton is on the bases, when he's playing, the Twins have a much better chance to win. They won the series. They won two out of three. That was the goal here. You win series, series, series wins over your division opponents. I didn't get it. I, I mean, I got it, but I didn't really get it. I mean, I don't know why it was such a surprise to everybody that he was sitting there um, in the 10th. I, I I don't know. I mean, that's just it's just a reality that's going to happen this year. Let's talk about Royce Lewis because the future hopefully is filled with a ton of success from both Royce Lewis and Byron Buxton. First, I want to tell you, about Bet Online, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoff, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online is where the game starts. Again, go to betonline.net. It is the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments at betonline.net. Thank you, BetOnline, for sponsoring this episode of Locked on Twins and for your consistent support of Locked on Twins. Royce Lewis, this is like the biggest storyline on the Twins right now. Has come up and he's played well. He was one for three, walked. Doubled tonight, hitting 286 with a 306 on base, slugging 457, a 3% walk rate, 14% strikeout rate, and 36 plate appearances. 
It's 36 plate appearances. You know, Jose Moreno is really struggling, and I want to link these two together because they kind of came up together. They're two of the best three hitting prospects in the twin system with Austin Martin being the third in whatever order you prefer. Um, I would go Lewis Miranda Martin at this point, but this is difficult. If Royce Lewis was Jose Miranda, if they were flipped in their positional flexibility and also their injury history, I would say that Royce Lewis was going to stay up with the Twins. If he could, if he had consistent time at third base, consistent time at second and first, it would be a perfect spot for him to stay. But because he's only really played shortstop, and because even with the Saints has only played shortstop because the Twins wanted to get him as many reps as possible at short, he's not in a position, literally in a position, to stay when Carlos Correa returns. This is a first-place team. I know Royce Lewis is an incredible athlete and can probably play a strong third base or even a strong left field or right field, but he hasn't played it. He hasn't been out there, and it seems really, really, really aspirational to just put him there and hope for the best for a first-place team right now, Um, a team that's playing pretty good baseball. They've won three out of their last four, You know, swept by the Astros, but still in first place by three games. That's a, a tough sell. I think that's a tough sell. But Twins fans want to see Royce Lewis. I want to see Royce Lewis. He looks like he's ready to go. He looks confident defensively, offensively. Looks really, really good right now for the Twins. So it's a difficult decision. I don't think Jose Miranda is a difficult decision. I think, you know, offensively, he doesn't look overmatched in the sense that he's striking out a ton, but he looks overmatched in that he's guessing. And he, you know, is making too much contact, too much weak contact. He's not driving the baseball. He feels like an auto out when he goes to the plate. I go back to this. You know, you can look at the numbers as much as you want, and I do, and I always look at the numbers. Every single day I wake up, it's like the first thing I do is I look at the numbers and I look at the trends. You can look at the numbers as much as possible, but how do you feel when somebody steps into the box? How do you feel right now when Jose Miranda steps in? Not good. Not good right now. Does that mean I think that Miranda is not going to be an asset for the Twins in the future? Absolutely not. I think he's part of the future for the Twins. Uh, it's just a tough start, and this is what happens sometimes to even prospects who raked at AAA, and I was someone who thought he would step right in and be a contributor. That hasn't been the case so far. I think you send him back to AAA. It sucks, but I think you do, and maybe that's an opportunity for Royce Lewis to get some reps at third base with Gio Urshela over there as well. But the Twins right now have some log jams. It's the same reason Miranda wasn't called up last September, even on a last-place team, because it's a difficult decision. You have Josh Donaldson at third. You got Polanco at second. At that time, you had Sano and, you know, Kirloff had been shut down, but you had Sano at first. Bringing up Miranda didn't make a whole lot of sense at that time, positionally. That's the case right now with Royce Lewis, and it sucks. But they might find a spot for him. I would be willing to see what happens with him playing some third base, DHing a little bit, but absolutely non-negotiable. He needs to play four or five days a week. That's that's your bottom line. Like, here's what needs to happen. Royce Lewis needs to play at least four times a week, preferably five days a week. That needs to happen after all his time off. You owe it to him. I think you owe it to his development, and you owe it to, you know, how well he's played so far. Uh, absolutely. So, Royce Lewis, I hope he stays. I don't know if he will when Correa returns. Maybe Wednesday is Correa's return. Uh, but that'll be extremely interesting to see what happens. This bullpen Young bullpen, Yenier Cano tonight. Wow, 95, 96 with heavy, heavy sink. 
Griffin Jacks was good in two innings. Yohan Duran has bounced back after a couple of tough outings. And they're mixing in with veterans who are, you know, not, not looking super pretty in Emilio Pagan, but getting it done. And Tyler Duffy has been outstanding his last seven outings. Uh, closed the game tonight in a close game. Got the save against a bad Oakland team. But the middle of their lineup against Ramon Laureano, Seth Brown, their better hitters, probably their best hitters in the middle of that lineup. So, you know, tip your cap to Tyler Duffy as well. But it's been the young guys. Yenier Cano, Griffin Jacks, Yoan Duran. I want to talk about those guys after this word. From Bilt Bar. Bilt Bars are delicious. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That's what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Bilt. I just received my birthday cake puffs and I've never had anything like this before. They're available right now and we can't promise that they'll be there tomorrow. So go get them at Bilt.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. Go to Bilt.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. Thank you, Built Bar, for sponsoring Locked On Twins. Again, go to Built.com. Get your birthday cake puffs now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Yenier Cano. Man, he looks like he's going to step right in, doesn't he, into this bullpen? I mentioned 95-96, his stuff. I wasn't aware of his game. <laughs> Yenier Cano. I hadn't watched him pitch a whole lot. I followed him through the minors. But I knew he had good stuff. I didn't know he had a sinker like that. Like his sinker is heavy. And when I say heavy, that thing runs all around the zone. That thing runs away from lefties and runs in on righties. That thing's going to break some bats. And his slider looks like a weapon too. Yenier Cano generally looks like a weapon for the Twins. I think he could absolutely settle into a sixth, seventh inning role right now. Hopefully work his way up the totem pole in the bullpen. A la Griffin Jack so far. Yenier Cano, exciting, exciting stuff. I'll be excited to watch him pitch again. I thought he was great tonight. I thought he was great through strikes, you know, mixed in his changeup, looked like a good pitch as well. But you're looking at 95-96 with heavy sink and a hard, sharp slider, high spin from the right side. If he can throw strikes, he's going to be good. It's as, it's as simple as that with Yenier Cano. Also big on the mound. Twins like big pitchers or at least have a lot of big pitchers and Bailey Ober and Cano and Duran. I think that adds another element of a dominant feeling on the mound. Cano's going to get a ton of ground balls, hopefully, with that sinker if he locates it well at the bottom of the zone. And we'll get swings and misses, too, with the slider and the change to lefties. Match him up against mostly right-handed hitters, but Yenier Cano could join Jax Duran and then eventually Jorge Alcala and into the future Jorge Alcala as well uh, in a young Twins bullpen. It's exciting. Twins outfield defense has been exciting as well. Nick Gordon's made some great plays. Hilberto Celestino, of course, Byron Buxton, Max Kepler, Trevor Larnick is returning soon. He's made a couple great throws from left field to gun down some runners. Twins came in today tied for first in defensive runs saved in all of baseball with the Houston Astros, and they were second in outs above average. So the outfield defense, the eye test checks out. Their infield is dead last and outs above average, but I think Luis Sarais has a lot to do with that at third base. He hasn't played there in over three weeks and has been just about okay at first. So uh, the defense has been good, I think, and the outfield defense has been great, and the numbers check out on the outfield, not as much on the infield. Trevor Larnick mentioned Carlos Correa nearing returns. Correa may be Wednesday, if not Wednesday, after the off day Thursday. could be Friday in Kansas City. I would bet it'll be Friday in Kansas City, and then Trevor Larnick's going to come off the injured list as well. I would not be surprised, depending on the matchup, if both Larnick and Correa are in the lineup Friday, and that's really exciting because 
Things were looking really grim a week ago with Larnick going on the aisle and Correa. They thought his finger was broken. Now both these guys could be back by the weekend in KC. Also worth noting, the Royals did lose tonight in extras to the White Sox at home, but they have, I think, six games in five days. They have a doubleheader tomorrow, and then they have another game with the Sox and then another game with the Sox, and they got to play the Twins for three. Twins, have, their schedule is so light right now, and they could also get some help from a, a depleted Royals team or at least a a fatigued Royals team this weekend. First order of business is winning this series with Oakland, maybe sweeping this series with Oakland. I want to finish today with Jorge Polanco because as much as I talk about him and I do talk about him, it still feels like it's not enough. Jorge Polanco gets the twins on the board tonight with an RBI single. Byron Buxton also had an RBI single. 173 weighted runs created plus with runners in scoring position in 2021 for Jorge Polanco. Entering tonight was hitting 345 with runners in scoring position. The last year and now the start of this year, there's some great hitters in this lineup. When, when this lineup is healthy with Carlos Correa and Byron Buxton and Luisa Rise against right-handed pitching, I don't know if there's someone I want more in the box with runners in scoring position than Jorge Polanco. I'm so confident he's going to give you a good at-bat every time with runners in scoring position. And a lot of times he he drives in those runs. Like, that's what he's done. And he's been so, so great in those spots for the Twins. Gets him on the board. He's been awesome in May. Just quietly awesome. Quietly. Two days ago, I tweeted, the third highest OPS in May in the American League, minimum 50 plate appearances behind Aaron Judge and Jordan Alvarez. Jorge Polanco with 1,000 OPS in, in May. He's been awesome for the Twins. Over over a year now has been awesome for the Twins. Um, that's great to see. Thanks for rejoining me. Thanks for staying flexible with me. Like, subscribe, comment. Love to read from you and hear from you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Lockdown Twins. Like I said, we're on our way to Palm Springs, so I'm going to do my best here this week. I'm going to settle in there. We're going to get there Wednesday, going to settle in by the end of the week. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MOB, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. Brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Like, subscribe. Follow me on Twitter at NashWalker9. Follow the show at Lockdown Twins. Go Twins. That's three out of their last four.